If you've got your Bibles, turn me to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Uh, appreciate all of those that was, uh, while you're turning there, appreciate all of those um, that was involved in putting all of the program together today. And uh, with the uh, music and the kids, they, they've taken several weeks to, uh, to plan this. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad they got it together and they've done a great job uh, with that. And appreciate that, appreciate that so much. I want to, uh, I wanna, we're going to have some fun today. We're going to have some fun up front uh, talking about moms. Uh, but we're going to get serious, I guess, uh, later on in the, in the message. But I want to I talk to you. There's, I was trying to think, what scripture could I use on Mother's Day that would really, that would really uh, apply to moms? This is the one I found out in Mark chapter 16. This is probably a Mother's Day scripture if I've ever heard one. Now, before I read this, let me just go ahead and say, I, I'm, I'm really not trying to take out of context what the scripture says. But I want you just to play with me a little bit this morning, if that's okay. Now, nobody get mad at me. Think Pastor Rigney is jumping off the deep end this morning, all right? We want to have fun a little bit. This is, this is probably Mother's Day scripture, if I've ever heard one. The Bible says in verse 17, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they'll cast out demons. Only moms would get that scripture. Only one of them, I think, in here. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it'll, be, it'll by no means hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. How many knows that moms have superpowers? Moms really do. They have superpowers. They, they really never get the respect they deserve. Kids have superheroes like Spider-Man, Superman. But really, when you think about it, the moms are the superheroes. They've got superpowers. Why, Pastor? Because moms really can cast out demons sometimes. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, just go down to Walmart this afternoon and just stand in line long enough. There'll be somebody demon-possessed come through that line that's about this tall. (laughs) And there'll be a mother with them trying to cast that demon out. I'm just kidding. Moms can pick up serpents. Matter of fact, they can chase the boogeyman out of the closet and even rebuke the kitchen counter when little Ricky stumps his toe. And they still can maintain their composure at the end of the day with a smile on their face, when the kids get home from school, and even when the dads get home from work. They've got superpowers. Not only that, but Christian moms are faster than Spider-Man or faster than even Superman. They're the only ones... They can cook breakfast, feed everyone in the house, put out the trash that dad forgot to put out, get the kids to school on time, do the laundry, clean the house, cook dinner, serve it, help the kids with homework, and still have time to spend at the end of the day just holding and caressing that little one. They, they're faster than Superman. Matter of fact, Christian moms can do things better than dads can do. You say, and dad's probably sitting here saying, oh, there's, there's no way that moms can outdo what I can do. Well, let me just tell you something. A little, little girl one time was asked, what's so special about moms? She says, well, they've got more power than dads. Because even if dad says yes to anything, you still got to go ask mom because she's got the final word. That's true. That's true. Not only that, Christian moms are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives them discernment. We, we spoke a little bit about this earlier, but how many knows that Christian moms know when their kids are lying? I don't know how, but they do. I remember when I was growing up, mom knew everything that I did, everywhere that I went, and I didn't even tell her anything. I don't know how she knew those things. You've heard me tell this story before. There's a little girl I was trying to date one time, and I brought her home to, to meet mom, and mom said, you don't need to date her. I said, you don't know her. 
She said, I don't have to know her. I know her. <laughs> the, the problem with that is she was right. She was right, but I didn't tell her anything about this girl. They, they, they know these things. Galatians 5.22 says, But through the Spirit is love, fruit, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there are no law. Because the fruit of the Spirit is, is really attached to moms. Not only that, but Christian moms have been given gifts by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you'll see the one where it says, to, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith of the same Spirit. To another, gifts by, of healing by one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, to an interpretation of tongues. And when you think about that scripture on the, on, on the light, in the light of moms, wisdom and knowledge and faith and, and healing and miracles by the Spirit of God, discernment of spirits even, and, and even the interpretation. You want to know what a baby is saying when they can't talk? And they can just goo-goo or gaga or whatever, ask a mama. They know. A mama knows what the child is saying. They've been given gifts. Now, I know we may laugh about that a little bit, but in reality, I, I really think that's the case. God has gave you, Mom, something special that he's given to nobody else. I really, I really feel that. Christian moms love their children like God loves them. What are you talking about, Pastor? With that agape kind of love. It's that unconditional love. You know, sometimes you look at a child, at least it was in our parts, when we was growing up in South Mississippi, we'd, we'd be playing under the house, we'd be playing with the chickens, we'd be playing with the dogs, we'd be playing with the pigs, and we didn't look like nothing. Come, We'd come running out with dirt all over our face and snot coming all down our nose. But a mama, they, don't, they look beyond all of that, and they just embrace anyway, right? Where you would probably stand back and say, oh, no, you need to go get cleaned up. But a mama, she don't care how bad they look. They love them unconditionally. Amen. They're a gift from God. Some of you older folks will know who I'm talking about when I give the name Irma Bombeck. She was a comedian, but she had some great writings. One of her writings said this. She said, for the first four or five years I had children, I considered motherhood a temporary condition. Not a calling, she said. It was a time of my life set aside for exhaustion, long hours, and it would pass, she said. And then one afternoon, three kids in a tow, I came out of the supermarket pushing a cart uh, with four wheels, and, and that four wheels went the opposite direction. When my toddler son got away from me, just outside the door, he ran toward a machine holding bubble gum in this glass dome. In a voice that shattered glass, he, he began to shout, Gimme, gimme, gimme! And I told him I would give him what for if he didn't quit shouting and get in that car. Some of you may have had some of those similar experiences. She said, I physically tried to pry his body from around this bubblegum machine, and, and he pulled the entire thing over, she said. Glass and balls of bubblegum went all over the parking lot, and we had a sizable crowd at that moment had it gathered. I told him he would never see a cartoon as long as he lived. If he didn't control his temper, he was going to make making license plate for the state. He tried to stifle his sobs, she said, and I looked around at the staring crowd, and, and then he did something, she said, that I was to remember for the rest of my life. In his helpless quest for comfort, he turned to the only one he trusted his emotions with, and that was me, his mom. He threw his arms around my knees and held on for dear life. I had humiliated him. I had chastised him. I berated him, but he still, I was still all that he had. And she said that single incident defined my role. I was a major force 
in this child's life. Sometimes we forget how important stability that a mom brings to a child's life. And I want to tell you something, moms. If you have forgot about that, you need to be reminded. I don't care how old your babies get. You still are a strong stability force in your child's life. Amen. Amen. Mother's Day, as we know, is one of those days that's traditionally a day when kids and children give something back to their moms for all the spit they produce to wash dirty faces with, for all the old gum, as we said a while ago, holding, holding in their hands, all the noses they wipe, all the bloody knees they make well with the kiss. This is the day mothers are rewarded for washing all of those sheets in the middle of the night. Any moms remember that? Driving kids to school when they miss the bus. Enduring all the football games and the basketball games. It's an appreciation day for making your children finish something that they said they could not do. Not believing them when they said, I hate you. And sharing their good times and their bad times. Cards probably won't reflect it, but what they're actually saying, Mom, is thanks for showing up. Thanks for being there. And that's true. There have been some great moms when you think about it all throughout history. There was Eve. She got things going, didn't she? There was the mother of Jesus, Mary. We're all thankful for her because that's why we're here today. Amen. Giving birth to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. John Wesley, Susanna Wesley, his mom said that, that she gave, every, gave time every week individually for her 17 children. They said that she spent an hour with each child. That way all of her children felt special. Now, I don't know who was watching the other 16 kids while that one hour was going on. They just may have been running around. I don't know. And I said earlier that I appreciate my mom, and I do. I appreciate my mom. There was never a doubt in my mind that she knew all about me. I didn't have to tell her, but she knew all about me. She knew me. Somehow she always seemed to know what was going on in my mind. I don't have a clue, still hadn't figured it out, but she always seemed to know what was going on in my mind. That's why sometimes when you're around us and, and I come up, that's why she'll say, hey, little baby boy, because I'm still special in her eyes. Is that right, mama? Amen. <laughs> my mom, and maybe your mom was the same way, but my mom was like God. She was omnipresent. She was everywhere. Everywhere. She was omniscient. She knew everything. She is omnipotent. My backside and maybe your backside can attest to that. My mom, really, when you went around when I was young, I couldn't hide anything from her. I couldn't hide secrets. You think about motherhood today. Motherhood is just about, and this is what's sad in America today. Motherhood is just about as dismissed as wasting precious time. That's how they, that's how they think about it today. It's as if, Raising tomorrow's generation of leaders places a woman in some inferior category of less than fulfilled womanhood. Moms who specialize in the home are made to feel cheated if they are not being fulfilled in some position or in some business. Now, I don't know how many moms that we may have in the house today that your occupation is a homemaker, but I'll tell you, if it is, God bless you. Amen, I mean that. God bless you. And don't you ever feel cheated. Don't you ever feel like the world or whoever's looking down on you because they don't know what they're talking about if they do. What we've lost in our generation, either two or three generations back, is that mom's going to work. Now, I know we had to have that to happen because of two incomes and because of society and culture and all of those things. But we broke down the home when that began to happen. Go back and do a study on I have time this morning, but just go back and look. 
Some of you older moms, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm thankful that I, I had a mom that was always there when we, came, when we got off the bus. I'm thankful we had a mom that was always there and faithful to look after us kids. Motherhood is a full-time job. It's a full-time job. Even under the best conditions, it's a full-time job. Mom needs several PhDs to prepare them when their kid hits two years old, right? Oh, yeah. Think about it. They need a psychologist. Your two-year-old kid will start crying, and you have no clue what they're crying about. You've got to try to figure it out. You don't know if they got hurt or if they want something. All they can do is, right? You don't have a clue, so they need a psychologist. They need to be a warden sometime. Stay in this room and play. You go back and they're not there. Where are they? You can't find them. Later on, you find them in the bathroom, in the toilet, putting your hairbrush in there or your toothbrush or whatever the case, floating little duckies in there, flushing little duckies, clogging up the, the toilet, those kind of things. You need to be a doctor at times because they're going to get hurt, I promise you. You need to be a counselor at times because nobody else like a mom can talk to you and let you know everything's going to be okay. Moms really do have a tough job. What moms have to deal with requires they be prepared for a high calling. On the other hand, wages of that calling is pretty slim, isn't it, sometimes? It's pretty slim. Exodus 2 and 1 tells us about a story by a, a, a little boy by the name of Moses. This guy Moses, how his mother hit him in for three months and then, then prepared a basket to put Moses in. And then released him in the river. Now, you think about that. This baby boy by the name of Moses was born. The Bible says she hid him for three months when all chaos took place. And, you know, I don't have time to go back and talk about the story. You already know the story. She, she prepared a, a basket and put him in and released this little three- or four-month-old baby. This text in Exodus chapter 2 describes one woman's faithfulness and trust in a God that turned into the best kind of payday for a mom. Here's the paydays. The first one is this. This mom's payday was her prayer was answered. Her prayer was answered. The story, as I said, is about Moses' mom, Jochebed. Things were rough for, a, for the Jews at that time. And they were, they were captive slaves under this harsh hand of Pharaoh in Egypt. Pharaoh was so nervous about, about keeping the slave nation in line that he decreed that all of the male children need to be killed at that time. Many of you remember that. When Moses' mom gave birth, she said a prayer, then sent him adrift into the basket in the Nile, trusting that God would bring him to safety. And would you know it that Pharaoh's daughter found little Moses in the basket. She was childless and, and thought the pagan gods had blessed her. She took this little Moses and, and did what the royal family always did. She looked for somebody to nurse and to care for this child. And that somebody turned out to be his own mother. You think God wasn't in this story? God was all over this thing. God was all over this child. It turned out to be his own mother that was watching him. And here's the point. By simply doing what was right for her son... By doing what was right for her son, Jochebed witnessed the protection and even the elevation of Moses by the very household of Pharaoh that had threatened all the male children's life. God always has a hand if you'll just listen, if you'll just trust in him. Moses' mom unselfishly let her son go, and God gave him back. Another wage 
prayer was answered. Another wage and a payday for her was she had a joy of fruitfulness. A joy of fruit. Back in those bulrushes, Moses' mother planted a seed, in other words. Think about it that way. That seed was her son, Moses, sown in fertile soil, trusting God. And as Moses was nurtured and brought to, to his manhood, his influence began to spread. The little seed of trusting God became a full harvest. Became a full harvest as Moses eventually brought the entire nation of Abraham into the trust of God. Think about it. One life entrusted to God became a poster child, if you will, that, 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 the, that is the reason that you and I are able to be here today and to worship God the Father. Amen. Because of what this one mother did. She planted and God gave the harvest. Now don't lose me, moms. I'm fixing to get to my point in this whole message. From that seed planted by the Nile some 80 years prior grew the rod of God that would declare, let my people go. What a joy that she had. What a fruitfulness that she had. Moms, I want to tell you something. You need to consider where you are today. You need to consider the day today. You need to consider the seedlings of your home. Follow after Moses' faithfulness. Here's just a few reminders of what she done. One of the things that you and I, you need to do as moms, live your life openly as a woman committed to following God. Live your life openly as a woman committed to following God. We live in a day that we don't know if we're man or female anymore. We don't know if we're male or female. I'll tell you something, moms. You need to live your life openly. Live your life openly and be committed to following God. I promise you, your household will be saved by you doing that. It begins by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, acknowledging Him publicly and serving in your local church, letting your children see you serve in that local church. I want to tell you something. Your children will catch much more than you throw at them. I promise you. They will. They're watching you. They're watching you. I don't mean to get tough on Mother's Day, but, but listen to me. This is really goes, can, can, can go to moms and dads. Your children are watching you and how you observe following Christ. If you live your life and you're just, you just haphazardly follow Christ, I can promise you your children will do the same thing, if not worse, unless they get a good hold of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the chances are wonderful if you as parents will live your life faithfully and wholly to the Father, that they in turn will follow after you. Again, I'm thankful for mom and dad for giving us an example, us kids, an example of following Jesus Christ in the good times and in the bad times. But they gave us a, a good, hard example. And I mean hard sometimes because it was tough as a child growing up at times. What we thought was tough anyway. You remember me telling you, Dad, Mom, they would take us to church here and take us to church there and take us to church. What, are they, what were they trying to do? They were trying to instill commitment into us. They were trying to instill the love of Christ into us, and it worked. And I look back on some of those things, Brother Sam, now, and, I, and I'm thankful for what Mom and Dad, what they taught to you and I. Amen. I watch Mom and Dad's commitment to church. I watch Mom and Dad's commitment to God and community. And maybe you're here this morning and you, you're, you've, you've not been lining up, so to speak, the way that God is wanting you to. Well, that's okay. Don't feel bad about yourself because just go ahead and surrender to the Lord today. Give Him your all. Surrender everything over to the Father today. 
Resist the temptation to follow every bit of advice that comes your way from authorities. Let me explain what I'm talking about. Some of you may, may not remember this guy, but some of you older ones, you will. We heard from a guy by the name of Dr. Spock some 50 plus years ago that, that, that said that children ought never be corrected. Hmm. Let them have their way to grow up to their fullest potential. And what we got was a generation of self-serving, obnoxious brats. I don't want to offend you, but that's, that's what we got. And the truth about it is we paid a high price for it. Stick with the stuff, the real stuff, the truth stuff. The scriptures are able to make you wise today. Stick with those things, amen, and follow after the Lord. Follow after the God. If you want to spare the rod, you know what the scriptures say? You're going to spoil the child. I promise you, you will. You will. The last thing is this. We've got to count on God. We've got to count on God. Like Jochebed, there are times when you've got to just take a deep breath. And moms, you can identify. I promise you, every, every mom in here could, can identify with this. There's times when your children were growing up, you had to take a deep breath. You had to say a prayer. And you've got to cut them loose in the bulrushes. There's times. It's coming. If you hadn't got there yet, but there'll be times. And, you know, my kids are, are old. Uh, not, not too old, but uh, one's married, got, got a child, and the other one's, she's getting on up there. She's 20 or how old are you, 21, whatever? 20, 20? But even as, even as a dad now, I don't like for him to be out past a, a certain time. You know what I'm talking about. And you wonder, and you say, oh, Dad, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. But they don't understand how Mom and Dad feels and why you're laying in bed, right, guys? You wonder, where are they? Are they safe? Is everything okay? <laughs> and really, that really never leaves, does it? Really never does. You wonder at times, how's things going? How's things going with this one? And how's things going with that one? And every, every night when you get down to pray, you pray, God, keep your hand up on it. But we've got to count on God. Your wages are secure when you have prayed and you've lived accordingly to God's ways. Trust him with the payday. God will give you what he needs. Amen. Probably one of the greatest evangelists that we know in our time was a guy, is a guy by the name of Billy Graham. Billy Graham. It, it seems like in my life growing up, you know, you, you've had these television evangelists, and it, it seems like, and I, probably it's not everybody, but it seems like it's that way, that Brother Rod, you always hear something bad about him. But I've never heard anything about Billy Graham like that. Never. Now, you may have, but I never have. He's always been faithful. He's always had a call on his life for salvations. He's always asking people to come and repent and give their heart. That's, that's his whole ministry. His whole ministry was salvation. His whole ministry. But Billy Graham's mom said concerning Mother's Day, she said, I don't want to be congratulated, but I just want it to be a day <coughs> of soul searching in my life that I might gain a new awareness of the role that God has given me. Well, I, I, I think that if every mom could pray that prayer every day, it would change the face of history. God, just make me aware of the role that you have given me and, you, and, the, and the authority, really, that you've given me in my life. One mother said that she always helped her husband in the field. Her job was simply to drive the fertilizer truck and keeping a few minutes ahead of her husband. She would fill up the fertilizer buckets and, and pull up to the next stop and wait for him to bring the horses. This is some years ago. And she said in this story that while she waited, she would always read from the Bible, she would always read from the Sunday school book, or she would always read the Christian magazines. 
Now, when you think about that, that's not really a bad picture for every one of us to keep in mind as a formula for motherhood. Think about this formula. One, holds, one hand holds the Bible. The other hand steers the fertilizer truck. And then God gives the instruction. I don't know about you moms, but sometimes as a dad, I feel that way. I've got to have one hand holding the Scriptures or God, one hand trying to lead the, the, the children along this direction, but I've got to have my ears open enough to hear the instruction of Almighty God when He speaks and says, go this way or go that way. Amen. That's the key. That's really the key. For a successful payday for a super mom, that right there is the key. One holds the Scripture. One holds the fertilizer truck or your child. And God gives the instructions how to make a home a home. Just Michelle, I want you to come, if you will, just, just, just the keyboard, if you will. And just begin to play something softly. I want to talk to you moms just very briefly this morning. You heard me say earlier, and you heard these kids say with the, with the two songs, uh, how they say how much they appreciate you moms and how much they appreciate you for who you are and all of these things. And I'm not going to get into a lot of, a lot of political stuff and all that kind of mumbo-jumbo today, but I just want to tell you something, moms. Even in 2016, how special you are. I want to tell you something. There's, there's, there's moments that no doubt probably that you feel defeated. There are moments that you probably, no doubt, you feel like that your world is caving in because you're, you're, you're trying to juggle a lot of stuff. I understand that this day for some of you is a hard day because you don't have your mom with you today. I understand that. It can be hard. It can be difficult. I understand that some of you, as a, as a mom in here, you, it's difficult for you because you have all kinds of things that's going on in your family's life. Sickness and disease, heartbreak, brokenness maybe. Maybe things that you only as a mom can experience. Sister Jeanette, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but yesterday, Sister Jeanette's sister Patricia passed away, a mom, a precious mom that used to go to our church years and years ago and used to sing songs. I remember that when you posted that on Facebook. I forgot about that. But this morning, her two children are having to face Mother's Day without a mama. We pray for that family, but there's many others that I read, Sister Pat Summer's sister is about to pass away, that many of you know if I'd call her name. And you may be here and you're, you're facing those kinds of difficulties. You may be here today and you've got your mom with you, but yet the relationship is not where it needs to be. Somewhere along the line and somewhere along the way, you've sort of distanced yourself for whatever reason. Can I encourage you this morning, if you're here and that's, that's your case, Make today a day that you can go back and start in rebuilding the relationship with your mom. I don't know what she's done, but whatever it is, forgive her. Follow the scripture, forgive her. Let God deal with her. But you try to rekindle that relationship that you have with that mother. There may others may be here today and you've got your moms, as we said, and everything is going fine. But yet the busy schedule that you have in your life would hinder you from spending some time with your mom. What's funny about this, I'm preaching to myself a little bit because my mom lives right across the street from me. And there are times I wonder, do I go over there enough and visit? Probably I don't. And, I, and we always say, well, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. But really, 
Brother Rogers, really nothing's important that can't wait, really. But if that's you, if you're like me, then spend time with mom today. Go hug mom's neck. Love on her a little bit. Let her know how much you care for her. Jordan said a while ago in that video that his mom's superpower is keeping up with four kids. That may be the case with four kids. <laughs> you may have more than four kids. If that's the case, then give mom a break today, Jordan. Take care of her. Let dad take care of her. But whatever the case may be, I want you to understand, moms, how special and how gifted and how anointed you really are. Dads, I know this is not Father's Day, but let me caution you a little bit. Treat your wife okay. Treat the mother of your children good. Treat them good. Because they're the ones that's keeping your home together. Trust me, it ain't you. Well, pastor, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm the one that brings home the bacon. Yeah, you may be, but you're not the glue that keeps them together. Mama's is what keeps them together. You're special. I've done this every year for the last 10 years. I want to, do, as we close today, I want to do the same thing. As many as possible. I know some moms may not be able to do this, and that's fine. I understand if you can't. I want the ushers to open up the back doors. I want to ask all the moms to come forward this morning and just line up on the, in the front. We'll have a closing prayer with you, if you will. Just go ahead as Sister Michelle plays. As many as, as possible, just come on up as close as you can. I'm not going to hold you long. just want to have a closing prayer with you. coming Amen. Got a beautiful group of ladies down here in the front this morning. I mean that. I'm not just saying that to, because it's Mama's Day. You, you guys are a beautiful looking group of ladies. But I'm not just necessarily talking about the outward appearance. There's an inward appearance there that you carry. There's a gift there that you carry and a strength that you carry that, that us dads, we don't have. I don't care how hard we try to get it, we can't get it. It's a God-given thing. It really is. And there's some of you, as I said earlier, that are standing in this altar this morning. You feel hurt. You feel wounded. Some of you feel like that 
your whole world is caving in and you don't know how to dig your way out my advice to you this morning as a mom as only a mom can do because I promise you some of you has fought tooth and toenail to get where you are today some of you has walked many a deserts so to speak you've crossed many a valleys to get where you are today God has brought you to where you are today he's brought you to where you are God has helped you and the same God that has brought you here today is the same God that can carry you in the future of where you need to go the formula though is to keep one hand upon his to hold on to him right sister Mary hold on to him I don't mean to I don't mean to single you out do you remember the other Sunday when you come in the church you said brother Danny I just don't feel anything anymore I don't mean that in a bad way because we we've had a lot of conversations haven't we because this lady know, knows where her strength comes from and we and I guarantee you, every one of you have got has got to that place before but I don't feel anything anymore I'm numb so to speak hear me today church hear me moms the Lord is on your side. The Lord is on your side. It's not a battle that you've got to fight. He'll fight it for you if you'll release it to Him. Just release it. Give it to Him. Give it to the Father. He'll strengthen you and He'll carry you wherever you need to go. Amen. I want you to bow your heads. And I want to pray a final prayer with you this morning. Father, you see all these moms that's here in this altar area today. Lord, there are moms that has children that are moms that are here today that I'm looking at today, and I'm thankful for that. Lord, I'm asking you today from the left all the way over to the right that you would anoint them in a special way, that you minister strength unto them in a mighty, mighty way. Lord, no doubt, as we've said, there's many of these moms that's struggling this morning but God, don't let them lose the fight. Let them hold on to you. Let them trust in you. Let them lean upon you heavily, oh God. Let them lean upon you. These moms today, they're strong. They're powerful. Some of them, sometimes the enemy wants them to understand that they don't, they're nothing anymore. But God, that's not true. They're everything to the home. They're everything to the body of Christ. And Father, I pray that somehow in some way, especially those that are dealing with some situations right now, that they don't know what to do, I pray that your peace that passes all understanding, I pray that it be applied to these moms today. Let them, Lord, get an extra breath. Let them get an extra wind. Lord, undergird them and strengthen them. Let the grass grow underneath their feet and the wind blow against their back that would push them and propel them forward. In the name of Jesus, strengthen all the moms in the house today. And we'll give you thanks. We'll give you praise. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen.